Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Profitable Ads Formula mini-series podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about ROI, and not just ROI, but how to 10x your ROI with or without ads. Now, I know this is the Profitable Ads Formula, so why would we talk about 10xing your ROI without ads? Well, because as I've said in previous episodes and everywhere, probably, your ad is just one piece of the funnel. And here's a shocker. It's job. The ad's job is actually not to convert. It's to attract. It's to pique your audience's interest. It's to get the click. See, the conversion happens after the click, whether that is a free freebie conversion or a purchase conversion. Okay. In fact, just about everything happens after the click. So we can't focus just on ads if we want to increase ROI. Think about it. Once your audience reaches your landing page and they opt in, almost everything else happens organically without ads. They get your emails. They follow you on social. They visit your sales page. They see your offers. Whatever happens is most likely not an ad. There's a whole chain of events that happen leading them to finally make a purchase or not. It's why it's super important to have a strong sales system in place following your ads. So let's talk about that sales system and some things that you can do to increase your ROI with and without ads. Now I call these profit levers. They're levers that you can pull one at a time manually or automated to increase your profit. And the best thing is that you can use some of them or all of them and you can add them on as you go. So this is where data, as you know, I'm a big fan of data and numbers. This is where data really becomes your friend. You have to get really super familiar with all of the steps in your funnel and all of the numbers along the way so that you can look at your funnel and see where people are getting stuck. Or if you imagine actually a visual of a funnel, like a, a like an upside down cone, and you imagine little holes in there, like where people are falling out or where the, the leaks are, right? Now, when you can see that, you can pull one of these profit levers at that stage of the funnel to get them to move to the next step and increase your conversions, your sales, and your profit. So let's talk about some of those levers. There are so many, and I've just put together, oh, a handful of them that I think are the biggest needle movers. So remember, you can use some of them or you can use all of them, but they don't all have to be ready to go right now. You can add them on as you have time or opportunity. Okay. So number one, the first thing that everyone, especially ads managers, because it's their job to run ads. The first thing that everyone thinks about for sales is retargeting ads. Now, retargeting ads are great. Basically what they do is they put you back in front of the people who saw something else of yours, but this time you're showing them a paid offer. Now I like retargeting ads because they're inexpensive and they're fairly effective if you do them right. Meaning if you understand the customer journey and then you create ads that speak to them right where they are. In retargeting ads, messaging is super important. Now, the good news is that there are so many different types of retargeting ads that you can run. I mean, it makes brainstorming 
and the opportunity to get creative here really fun. But like I said, you really have to understand the customer journey and where they might be getting stuck. A common retargeting ad that we run for launch clients is called a testimonial ad. The objective of a testimonial ad is to get someone to click to go to the sales page. Okay. It's not, like I said a moment ago, ads, the ad's job is not to get the sale, it's to get the click. So a testimonial ad um, is to get someone, the objective is to get someone to click to go to the sales page. But the psychology behind this type of ad is that they see someone who has accomplished something that they want to do. They see themselves or the potential, their own potential in that testimonial, and that's what makes them click. It's so much more effective than you just telling someone the results that they could get, right? It's so much more believable when someone else is sharing their story. It's almost like they're vouching for you. Now, testimonial ads are just one variation of retargeting ads, but they're the ones that we like to use a lot, and they do tend to have the highest ROI, which is what um, the profit lovers and this episode are all about. Now, another type of profit lever is another type of ad, and we call these visibility and engagement ads. And you can run these ads also to increase your ROI. Now, the strategy here is a little different, and I'm going to break down each one, visibility and engagement, separately because they serve different purposes. Now, visibility ads, they're meant to get back in front of an audience and just keep you top of mind. Now, before I dig into this, I want to say this these are strategies that are specific to my agency, right? You're going to hear lots of different ex- experts talk about retargeting, visibility, engagement in different ways. But this is how we speak about it in my agency and to our clients. And I'm sharing that with you. Okay. Now we use visibility ads mostly with the reach objective. And and the point of them is to deliver value and just keep you in front of your audience. The most common times that we use these ads is when we're in a pre-launch phase with a client and our client is getting people to sign up for a freebie or maybe an upcoming event, but the actual like purchase phase, the actual cart open phase, it doesn't happen for several weeks yet. So someone signs up for something, but they can't even take action or, or make a purchase. We don't want their audience to forget, or we don't want them to forget about our client. So we'll gather social posts, videos, or content, and we'll repurpose them into ads to deliver value to that audience. Like I said, it keeps our client top of mind. It makes it feel like our client is everywhere to them, but it also delivers value, which feels really good to the viewer when you're seeing it. We're not asking them to take an action or do anything. They just took an action recently and they're gonna take an action in the future. So we're just delivering value. Now here's a pro tip for visibility ads. Make sure that the content is aligned with what you're going to offer down the road. You can't just share any content here. You want it to be content that is leading your audience right down the path to your offer. So not just any content will do. It has to be aligned with your offer. I want to give an example here, but I would just say, let's use food as an example because I'm hungry right now 
and I am in the mood for brownies. Let's say that my offer that I'm going to sell down the line is a cookbook with 500 amazing brownie recipes. Okay. I wouldn't be showing my audience content of me making, um, zucchini noodles, zoodles, or something like that. If I'm going to be eventually selling them a cookbook of brownies, right? That's not an aligned offer. Now, maybe um, a sample recipe card of brownies or another similar dessert or videos of uh, me cooking something similar, that might be good content that is aligned, right? So I just wanted to give that example. It should be like down the same path, like the next logical information that they might need on their journey. Now let's talk about engagement ads because these are a different beast. I lumped them together because the strategy of setting them up is similar and they do increase ROI indirectly. Both of these are more indirect. Now engagement ads are meant to, well, you probably guessed, increase engagement, but not just with the ad, which is what a lot of people think, but with also the funnel or the launch that they're in. So we use engagement ads for webinars by creating like a webinar reminder that gets delivered to them in their newsfeed that like the webinar that you registered for is coming up, right? We also use engagement ads for challenges kind of the same way. Like don't forget your the challenge that you signed up for is starting soon. But we can also use engagement ads for once the event happens. We could use it for replays, recaps, and so on. Okay, the objective again here is to stay top of mind, but also give them a little nudge and remind people to take action on this on the thing that they said they were interested in. And this is a huge opportunity, like a huge missed opportunity, to be honest, for improving conversions and increasing ROI. Because if your sales depend on people showing up for something, like a webinar or a challenge, then you've got to do everything that you can do to get them to show up. And a lot of times reminder emails may not be enough. So it's actually a really great strategy to keep them interested during a launch. Now here's another idea. Tripwires. Tripwires are another great way to increase ROI on your ads. Now I've seen tripwire offers done a bazillion different ways. I mean, all kinds of different ways, but not all tripwires convert well. Just because you have one doesn't mean you're going to make sales. So before we dive into what makes a high converting tripwire, let me define what a tripwire is. A tripwire is just a small offer that you make to your audience, like on the thank you page after they sign up for a freebie. Usually it's really small, like under $27, but I've seen ones that are 47 to 97, just depending. Now the trick is to make a tripwire an absolute no brainer for your audience and make it the obvious next step for the thing that they need in order to solve their problem. Okay. Now you probably have a bigger offer for them down the line. So we don't want to completely solve their problem, but we want to give them the next step. Now, one of our clients, Elizabeth, she has a freebie called the perfect pricing method. It's a free video training and it teaches hairstylists how to price their services to 
be more profitable to achieve their financial goals, right? And it converts like crazy, super duper uh, low cost per lead and a high conversion rate. Now on the thank you page, she has a $49 tripwire. It's essentially just an upgrade to the free video. It has a couple more training videos and it has her perfect pricing spreadsheet, which is a super cool tool. And that makes it a no brainer. So with this offer um, on her thank you page, this tripwire on her thank you page, she makes a lot of sales. I don't know what the per- uh, percentage of people is that convert on this tripwire, but I do know that she breaks even or is even profitable on this offer alone. And you know what that means? That means she's growing her list for her launch for $0. It's costing her nothing to grow her list. And that's pretty cool, right? I think that's pretty cool. I would say that should be the goal for everyone running ads. (laughs) Now we have several clients who run tripwires um, on their free challenges or their live events too. And that's a different way that you could do it. You could um, sign up for the free challenge or event on the opt-in page. And then on the thank you page, you could have an offer for like lifetime access to the videos or to the event recordings or for either or for a challenge or a live event, you could offer VIP level access or something like that. So something that they're paying for that gets them either lifetime access or an up level like status, right? Now, both of these offers are valuable to to an audience because either someone knows that they're not going to be able to attend live and having access to watch it whenever they want feels really valuable to them. Or like I said, they're attracted to that idea of being a VIP and being having you know, a higher level of something feels like a greater value to them. Again, either way, this is a great way to recoup ad spend and increase your profit. Now, the next strategy is email sequences. These are the good old, old proven strategy to be included in a solid sales system. And whether you're running ads to a freebie or you're in launch mode, Having a good email sequence is super important for increasing your sales. Now, a lot of businesses run ads and then do nothing on the back end, no emails or anything. And I'm telling you, this is a waste of your ad spend. Don't let your email list just sit there and collect dust. These are actual people sitting on your email list. Don't forget that they are actual people. And at one point in time, they raised their hand and they said, I am interested in what you are saying, or I am interested in your help. And they are sitting there waiting to hear from you. They are waiting for you to help solve their problem. So don't ghost them. (laughs) And don't think that if you have a short email sequence in place and they finish that email sequence, that it's all over either. Here's what I mean by that. Maybe you finally wrote a nurture sequence to, to deliver after someone signs up for your freebie, right? So you've got maybe a series of, I would say four, five, six emails. And in it, you promote a little something for them to buy. And then when the sequence ends, there's nothing else for them. You are leaving money on the table. <laughs> Don't do that. Now we've started encouraging our clients and our students to create what we call a profit maximizer email sequence. 
Here's how it goes. After your customers, your people go through your nurture sequence, they get added to the profit maximizer sequence. Think of it like a little series of monthly loops. Okay. Little monthly, like little circles. Each Tuesday, you write a fun email full of value for three weeks in a row. Okay. And I'm just saying Tuesday, it could be any day of the week, but on, on my email list, it's Tuesday. And then on the fourth week, you invite them to take action on something like register for your evergreen webinar or go check out an offer that you have. If they register for your webinar, then automatically they get put into your webinar sequence and they move through your sales system. If they don't, they continue to get looped through your profit maximizer email sequence, which is a series of three value emails and one pitch email every month. Now, the beautiful thing about the sequence is that you can write it and automate it as you go. And that's actually how I suggest doing it. So it's not overwhelming. You might be sitting there saying, I don't have time to write an email sequence. Do you have time to write one or two emails a week? Yes, you do. You or someone on your team or someone on Fiverr could do that for you, right? So you write one or two, you send it out, you add it to your automation and you do that every week or two weeks. Okay. Do this for a few months and then eventually you'll have several months of automation built out. I'm kind of a big fan of build it as you go. And this is, this is that strategy. It's, it's less overwhelming and it'll eventually you'll have this amazing system. Now you might wonder how to do live promotions or launches with this system. And it's actually super easy. And I do this in my own business. Actually, when you're ready to promote something live, you just pause this automation while you're doing the live promos. And then you turn it back on after the live promos have ended. So people actually stop getting your week, weekly Tuesday emails from you while you're doing live promo. And it's an easy profit increaser. Now let's talk about downsells and upsells, because this is another example of profit levers that a lot of people don't utilize. And I think it's because there's a common belief about offers that I want to dispel. Okay. And that is just because someone didn't buy your offer. That doesn't mean that they don't want what you have. They just might not want it the exact way that you packaged it or the exact way that you presented it. I actually had this realization personally when I, a couple years ago, I decided to buy a $5,000 program that someone was selling after I declined to buy their $2,000 program. Here's what happened. And here's, here's like my thinking behind it. Now, this was a program that I had wanted for years. And I told myself next year when it launches, I'm going to buy it. But in the middle of the launch, I had this feeling in my gut that this just wasn't right timing for me. It wasn't the right fit or it wasn't the right time or something. I was too busy to go through a course by myself and I didn't, I didn't really want to do it myself. Actually, I wanted, I needed some accountability. So I passed it. I passed that $2,000 program up now. And several weeks after the cart closed, I actually got an email about an opportunity to work with that instructor in a more private setting and something inside me lit up. So I applied for a call and I ended up joining the program 
on the spot. This is what I was looking for. I didn't want the done, like the do-it-yourself offer. I wanted something that had more hand-holding. Sometimes that's the case. It's not that people don't want what you're selling, but they'd rather not have a DIY version. Maybe they'd rather have the up-leveled experience or even a done-for-you option. But on the other hand, they might want a smaller, less expensive, bite-sized option. So both of these, upsells and downsells, they're great opportunities to offer to people who raised their hand and showed interest, but then didn't buy. And in the case of a downsell, you probably don't even have to create anything. Nothing, you don't have to create anything new. So it's especially more profitable. A lot of our clients use these methods, both in the same, um, actually both of them in the same funnel sometimes to increase their sales. So when someone buys the program, they'll offer an upsell. And then if they don't, they'll offer a downsell. And you would be surprised at how much more revenue it can generate. In fact, we saw one of our coaching clients offer a do-it-yourself downsell after her launch, and it generated an extra 20K above and beyond what her program launch generated. Now, we didn't run any ads to it. She just sent a couple emails after the program closed. An extra 20K. She didn't have to create anything extra. She just pulled out some things from her program, and she didn't even have to show up live for it. I mean, an extra 20K, that's what I'm talking about. That would be amazing. Now, there's another profit lever that you can pull. I've mentioned one of these options in another episode in this mini series, and that is Instagram DM automation or text automation. And these are both relatively new for a lot of businesses, but in my opinion, they are becoming essential. I think of the strategy as a kind of a kind of part of the visibility and engagement strategy, but they're not ads, okay? This is a way of reconnecting with people where they are on their phones. And we all know that right now, especially, connection is huge. Texts and DMs, they can be used to send reminders about events like webinars and challenges. They can encourage people to book a call, to chat with one of your team members, or heck, they could even be used like a quiz to get people to self-qualify themselves for offers. And we know that people like quizzes. I love quizzes. Remember Seventeen Magazine way back in the day or Cosmo with the quizzes? Still love quizzes. There's a huge opportunity to engage with people. But this is an advanced strategy. So just be aware that if you're going to implement either of these, you'll want to hire an expert with lots of experience. So our team creates Instagram DM chatbots, but we do not do text automation. So just putting that out there. Automation like this, this is why it's so important to have an expert because automation um, can sometimes feel pushy or salesy and that turns people off. There's a lot of sales and behavior psychology that goes into writing messages and it's different than email. Okay. People know that your emails are getting sent out in bulk, but people don't, don't understand that about texts and DMS yet. So in my opinion, it's really important that if you don't have experience writing these yourselves, or you don't know that sales psychology element, uh, that you have someone write them that does messages they feel more personal 
than email. And so they should sound that way for sure. Now, Instagram DM automation, like I said, that's something that we started offering to our clients this year. Uh, We mostly use them to get people to sign up for freebies or for our spa clients to get appointments booked. And it's pretty easy. It is so easy for people to just click on, you know, send a message and start a conversation. And it happens immediately. It's just, I don't know what it is about it. I think people are used to being in stories or just sending DMs that they're, it's faster. Like we get the the leads happen faster. And to be honest, they're cheaper sometimes than traditional conversion ads. And there's a huge opportunity for sales conversations to happen right there in the DMs too. Now I could probably start another podcast entirely just talking about DM automation, but I'll just end this profit lever by saying it's a pretty special way to connect with your audience and it can build trust and likability very quickly, which means people are more likely to buy from you and that it could happen faster. So hello, more profit, right? I hope you enjoyed this episode where I shared a variety of different ways that you can increase your profit from ads, actually both with and without ads. And as you can see, there are a lot of opportunities. Now, if you'd like to work with experts to create the perfect 10x ROI strategy for you, then head over to JackieEllisMarketing.com slash profit plan and apply for a free profit plan call with me. Together, we're going to take a look at your goals and help you map out a plan to create your engaged list of subscribers, sell your course, and book your services solid. Go to JackieEllisMarketing.com slash profit plan to apply for your complimentary call. And in the meantime, tune in to the next episode all about determining if your offer is ready to scale. And I will see you there.